get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. For a day or two, I can hook you up with them, so don't worry about that. But you can structure it any way you want. So what are you doing now to like bring in your income? Oh, I'm a driver for UPS. Oh, okay. That's good. I do that on the second shift. When does the second shift start? Start at 4 o'clock. 4 till, uh, what does that go to? 9.30. Are you doing pickups that late, though? Uh, Part-time, yep. Mm -hmm. I have UPS come to my house every day. Great. How long have you been working with UPS? Three years now. Three years? I just got a letter from them that said the Teamsters came to some big agreement or something. I have no idea what was going on. Was it a national thing or local? Do you know? Oh, yeah, it was national. Uh, we were two weeks from going on strike. Oh, really? Month. And they reached the agreement where we're going to be getting an extra $6 an hour over the next six years, like a dollar a year or something like what that. What do they pay you an hour now? You mind that? You telling me? 16. That ain't bad. Which it goes farther in Minnesota than it does in Southern California. <laughs> you get more in Minnesota? Well, the dollar goes farther in Minnesota. Yeah, that's true. I've been down to San Diego and it's more pricey. Your UPS driver, any other stuff going on, like money-making stuff? No, I, I kind of given up on that because I threw away too much money and time and uh, quote-unquote business opportunities. Did you invest in a lot of stuff? It was more uh, putting my time in than investment because I never was one to put thousands of dollars into something that unless I was creating it myself or something like that, which isn't right. necessarily any better. But What did you buy? What kind of programs did you buy into? These were years ago. A couple of the MLMs and uh, a couple other things that we all go through it. I was in when I first moved out here to California. I did MLM for years, mm -hmm. multi-level marketing. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it with a ten-foot pole. No, I learned a lot from multi-level marketing. They had multi-level marketing had great marketing, great training, great support for its distributors. Which companies did you sign up with? Many years ago, Herbalife. Herbalife. And I did a couple of these fly-by-nighters that I don't even remember their names. That they came and went in six months, and I lost money and time. You know. All right, but yeah. you learned something. You learn not to do MLM again. No, I I won't, uh, yeah. won't do it. I think you're on a good path. I mean, copywriting. If you have till 4 o'clock every day to work on this business and you send that letter out that you're talking about just go to the grocery store grab all the local publications your newspaper and just hand the dress envelopes and make a couple corrections on some small businesses ads or sales letters or junk mail or whatever and start mailing those out just have some confidence and charge some good money you should be able to make a lot more than what you're doing at UPS I hope so I mean that's my dream to uh, be able to do it I think if you uh, with copywriting you could do it 20 hours a week and make a full time income yeah absolutely I know 25 I mentioned $25 an hour mm -hmm. kind of as a, a starting thing just to kind of get my feet wet I know that's it's very low for a copywriter that's uh, fine I mean you want to build some good testimonials you can say it's a reduced rate you're doing this because you're trying to get some great testimonials and you'll only do it on this condition is right. that after I do the job for you, if you honestly feel, help me, you need to write me a detailed recommendation or testimonial. And if you're willing to do that, I'd be willing to give you the reduced rate. And they'll say, fine, no problem. Mm -hmm. Who have you studied as far as recently that you've really been impressed with that you've learned a lot from? The first two that come to mind are uh, Jeffrey Lant, and he hasn't really put on anything recently. Him and Robert Bly, who's put out more recent information, he's, he's a real prolific writer. He's got tons of books out there. Jeffrey Lant, he kind of says the message over and over again, so you kind of beats it in your head. part about getting people to respond is he's really big on that. 
his book Cash Copy is the condensed version is you know how to get people to respond. And what are, what are the techniques that he uses that really stick out in your mind to get people to respond? From the headline all the way through to the uh, P.S. Everything has to have the value of what's in it for your customer and what's in it for them and. He gets real succinct about that and says you know, every sentence, you have to analyze every sentence and every word mm -hmm. so that persuasive and bringing the benefits of your product or service to you know, how it's going to benefit the customer. That, that's his main emphasis. It's all just a waste of time and paper and ink if you don't get the people to respond. And the only way you're going to get them to respond is to tell them you know, why it's in their best interest yeah, reason why. Have you read um, Reason Why Advertising by John E. Kennedy? No, I haven't. I've heard about it, though. This was the guy who worked for Albert Lasker of Lord and Thomas. This was back in the early days. Lord and Thomas was one of the largest advertising agencies ever. Like, if you compared it into dollars, the amount of money they were doing then to today's date, they would have been the largest. Albert Lasker, the story goes, he was always asking, what the hell is advertising? What is advertising? He had his agency but never really understood what it was. I think he was in his office or something, and this guy named John E. Kennedy, who was, I don't know what he was. He was just a real thinker, and he came over to his office and passed a note up to Albert Lasker and says, I know what advertising is. Invite me up to your office, and I'll explain to you what it is. And Albert Lasker almost just blew it off and said, ah, who is this guy? But then he, it got him so curious, he invited him up. And this John E. Kennedy, they sat for hours and discussed what advertising is. And they came to the point is it's salesmanship in print. John E. Kennedy put together this whole book of his philosophy of what advertising really is, and it's called Reason Why Advertising. And when you say you're writing an ad, and you've got to say, what's in it for me? Another way to look at it is reasons why this person should buy my product or service. Listing reasons why. If you just give people all the reasons you can think of why they should buy from you, that's half the battle. Mm -hmm. So this whole book is called Reason Why Advertising. I'll, I have a copy from a file downloaded from somewhere on the uh, Internet. I'll email it to you. It's really, really good. And so this concept, this guy was like the founder of all the stuff you're studying today. It all originated from him, the story goes. From this uh, John Kennedy? John Kennedy, yeah. So it's really good. So I'll, I'll email you a copy. It's really profound stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, people just want to know, why should I buy from you? Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it's really easy. When it boils down to, you just you answer questions, what's in it for them, and give them reasons why they should do it. Yeah, that is. Boils it down. People are so caught up in image. They're confused because all they see on TV are dancing bears and these fancy-looking commercials and these full-page ads in the newspaper with little ducks. and That's called institutional advertising. That has nothing to do with reason why advertising. No, that's, yeah, that's that image advertising that the uh, corporations are doing. Yeah, so people think that that's what advertising is. Mm -hmm. They it, think colors and they think flashiness. But yep. it's not. That is such a waste. It's criminal. The amount of money wasted in ineffective oh. advertising. And they don't even know that it's ineffective. They don't even know because they can't <laughs> test it. If they can't get any, any way to test it, really. I mean, a commercial, how do you test it? I mean, I sit there and watch TV. I watch the commercials. I'm like, what a joke. What a waste of money. So most of these commercials by the big advertising agencies are created by people in their 20s, and they're aimed at the 20-something crowd. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the concept of benefits and 
or what's in it for my customers. It's all about image. And but still, I mean, even if the people are 20 years old and it's aimed at them, well-designed advertisement with reason why and benefit-oriented sales copy, whether it's the words on the commercial or whatever, are going to blow away this shit that they see. Because the image stuff doesn't sell. It's just building image for the company. And it's ineffective. There's another great book by Rosser Reeves. You've heard of him? No, I haven't. Rosser Reeves was a great advertising man. And his book is called Reality in Advertising. See if you can pick up a copy. Go on to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. But it's great. Have you studied any Jay Abrahams? I got stealth marketing. I was able to uh, okay. pick that up one time a couple years ago, but I didn't get through much of it. This book was published in 1960, the first one. It is reality in advertising. He was the president of, I forgot the name of the agency, but a huge agency and huge career in advertising. And he gives you the reality in advertising, and he talks about all these principles. Great learning, great things to keep in your head before you get into your copywriting ventures. Really good. Highly yeah, I'll pick that up. Yeah, and highly recommend it. A little book. It's only, like, got it in my hand. It's only 150 pages. Real easy reading. Some of those publications from the uh, earlier days for the top copywriters of, like, the 60s and the 50s and that, yeah, they, they seem to be the ones that are... This is the best stuff. Better sometimes, yeah. These people were workers, you know. Today, there's, you know, people are lazy. They want it easy. Yeah. Well, they just had the black and white print a lot of times, you know, back then. They didn't have big color printing, and so they couldn't do anything flashy and mm-hmm. lots of graphics. They didn't have the computers. And These people so they knew what it was like to work. They had to go just by the black and white printed word. There was a show on last night I was watching on the public TV station. You've seen the show Survivor? You know, Survivor, where people go out and survive for 30 days? I try to avoid it, but I know what it is. Okay, you know what it is. Well, this was a real, this was a show on public broadcasting TV where they took three families and they went back into the 1800s. The rule was they had to live for five months. They went to like Utah in the woods, in the fields, like the settlers lived. And they had to live and fend for themselves exactly how they did it back in the 1800s or 1850. I don't know what date it was. And then they talked about, as they showed what the families were going through and the work that they had to do, they had to build their home and baking, and, and they had to do it exactly how it was back then. No electricity, and it was just really incredible what these people had to do just to survive. And when you yeah, it's, it's amazing. Even the stories from grandparents, which weren't even that harsh, are hard to comprehend. Yeah, and you compare it to today, and we're just like spoiled, so spoiled. Yeah, we have everything at our fingertips. But that's why these advertising books are so great. There's another one by Claude Hopkins. Have you heard of him? Yes. His book is wonderful called Scientific Advertising, My Life yeah, that's and available Ever- on the Internet mm-hmm. for no charge, I believe. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. By the time you study those books and just hone your skills and get busy and start generating business, and if you don't have the confidence to ask for a lot of money at first, just screw around with people and just act like it's a joke and just see what happens and have a straight face. And you'll see, you know, if you can offer a risk-free, if you give them a guarantee where if they're unhappy with your service for any reason, they don't pay you a dime. Sometimes with writing, you need to get some money up front, though. I mean, I guess... I, I toyed with that idea of uh, not taking any money in until I was finished with the piece or something. And yeah, but Actually, I've studied some stuff. They do recommend you want to get something up front. 
I think that's probably a better way to maybe a money-back guarantee. If if you sign a licensing deal where you're going to get a piece of action on the increased profits, you can offer a money-back guarantee on that. How do you enforce something like that? Though? First of all, anyone can screw you out of any deal. But right. You've got to feel good about the person you're working with, and if you feel like your gut says they're an honest person, they're not going to screw you, most of the time you're right. If you feel like there's something in your gut that this ain't going to work, you don't like this guy, or it's going to be a pain in the ass, you walk away from it. Because there's so much business out there, you don't need to work with those people. Mm-hmm. Some people, you can, you can just have a gentleman's agreement and shake their hand, and they'll pay you for years if they're that type of person. You've got to use your judgment of who you work with. Sure. Anyone can screw you out of a contract. And you don't have to give them this legal mumbo-jumbo, I mean, this legal contract like Jay Abraham has. If you come to an agreement and you say, okay, Mike, I'm going to write this letter, we're going to mail it out to your customer list, and if it increases the response compared to what you've been doing, you're going to pay me, say, 25 cents for every new dollar I make you for as long as we mail the letter. I say, okay, that sounds good, and then you just put it in normal writing. You say, uh, I, Charles Shields, is going to write a letter for Michael Sinoff. Michael and I have agreed that we're going to mail it to Michael's customer list. If it brings in any increased revenue, Michael's going to pay me 25 cents for every dollar on the 30th of every month. I have the rights to look over Michael's books at any time I want. You just put it in normal writing, sign it and date it, and you've got a contract that's enforceable. Sure. Yeah, I've done that before with the, uh, writing uh, different contracts for things I've done. Put it in your own words and both agree to it. But you should just stick to being a wordsmith, a writer. Don't worry about the graphics. You can always get other people to do that. Have you heard of Elance? E-L-A-N-C-E? Yes, I've, uh, I've used that once, I guess, to my dismay, because this happened some biz cards design. I've been on the lowest priced one, and it turns out he doesn't really have any concept of logos, and uh, it's really tough back and forth, back and forth, and he wasn't getting it. So you had a bad experience. Yeah, but um, it's a, it, it seems like a good service. Yeah, don't let that jade you, because it's a great service. Mm-hmm. You can find great talent on there anytime. You could say, I need a graphic artist to design this brochure for a client. You could put the description up right now and right. have people bidding on your project who all have computers, who all can accept the file within an hour. And I know those aspects of this business really are exciting to me because I, I kind of envision someday living uh, wherever I want and be able to uh, do my work no matter where I want to live. Well, you can, absolutely. And with this business, it makes that very feasible. Yes, it does. Just need a computer and telephone and the mail service. and yep. uh, that's it. Pretty much got it. It's a great field. It really is. Have you studied some Gary Halbert stuff? I, I used to get his sales letter, the Gary Halbert letter, uh, years ago. I don't, I'm not aware of any books that he has. Well, or, he's got all his letters, all his past issue letters up online at thegaryhalbertletter.com. Just looked at that about a week ago and okay. some out. Yeah, I, I don't like his letter writing style too much, though. I don't know. It kind of flies in the face of everything else you read, though. Everything I've, I've learned about writing copy that sells, he seems to just sit there and, and write and not have any uh, format or any principles that he follows. Some of the stuff just seems really uh, off the wall. <laughs> it all comes down to the words, really. Some people like them, some people don't. I guess who cares if you like them or not? Is, is he successful as a copywriter? I think he is, pretty much. I've gone through his copywriting course. You know, I don't know how much of the stuff he writes on his own. I mean, I think some of the he does write a lot of his own stuff, but he'll consult with other writers like that John John Carlton. Have you heard of him? Sure. John Carlton did a lot of writing for him in the early days. He probably still does writing for him. 
Yes, I'd like to know who does the copywriting for the Oric Vacuum Company. They use a lot of graphics and full color and everything. They are the best of anybody I've seen as far as a mail order company that you get stuff on a regular basis from. Mm -hmm. they're, they're the best. Call them up. Call them up and find out. Maybe they'd tell me. Call them up. Because I, I keep their pieces just to look at, and, they, and from what I know, and read the headlines and read the body copy and that, and, boy, there's somebody really knows what they're doing yeah. there. Call Could you refer me to your writer for your, your pieces? And that company is hugely successful, too. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. To take something like a vacuum cleaner, you know, a humdrum everyday vacuum cleaner, which you can buy for as little as like $79, and he charges like 350 for theirs. That's right. Pod Hopkins was responsible for the uh, marketing and probably the whole entire success of Bissell carpet sweepers. You've heard of Bissell, right? Sure. Well, back in those days, Bissell was just a, a carpet sweeper with a wooden handle, and you'll read the story in his book, My Life in Advertising, how he went to work for that company and, and made it very, very successful, and they're still around today. So it all comes down to reasons why and a unique selling proposition and just good copy. The USP is a big thing, too. This is just a wide-open market for small businesses. Uh, they don't even have a clue a lot of this stuff because they're people who have a skill doing something, and they, they worked in the field working for a company for a number of years and they start their own business but they don't know anything about advertising and marketing and no. um, it's just it's just wide open for uh, somebody to help them with their marketing and advertising mm, that it really is send you a copy of that couple letters that I've written that I want to use for my new business here I'd like to see it and tell me what you think I think they're a unique idea it's not something that I copied from anywhere I didn't see this idea anywhere and mm -hmm. it just came to me one day that because I was focusing in the back of my mind on small business and how to reach them and mm -hmm. this came to me one day and I just started writing this out and wrote this uh, letter in probably 15 minutes do you have it can you email it to me I don't have a scanner oh, are you typing everything like on a typewriter uh, I have a computer and I have a well, can you processor now well, can you, do you have it typed on your computer Yes, I do, yep, because this yeah. was recent. Well, yes, just, I say, just save it as a file and send me the file. That's right, I could do that. Have I given you some ideas that you think have helped you at all? Oh, yeah, de definitely. I uh, found this to be beneficial, and I'm glad I asked you specifically about the focusing on copywriting versus the yeah. whole marketing it's thing. Different. It's a totally different thing. I want to be able to concentrate on just writing because that's what I know, and the, I can't tell you how many hours and hours I spend days thinking about this as far as the name and, mm -hmm. you know, should I do the whole thing for a small business and I just got things started to crumble because the whole idea because I, I thought it's going to be too much for me I'm not going to be able to do this especially I'm, if I'm starting part time no you need to you need to be specific you are the wordsmith you're the guy who deals with the words the words is what brings home the bacon the pretty pictures don't right. they support the words they're designed there to support your words and a good graphic designer will recognize this thank right. you very much Michael. no problem thank you I'll